Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Coach Steve Show podcast, uh, where today we're going to talk about the college football national championship game. College football has come and gone. The national championship is now over, and it was a great game to watch. It was a great game by all, uh, unless you are an Alabama fan. But all, all, all in all, uh, the national championship game was everything that we thought it was going to be, <clears throat> and maybe a little more, uh, unless you really like offense. If you like offense, this was not the game for you. Uh, before we dive into that for this short episode, make sure you hit the like button and the subscribe button on the Coach Steve Show YouTube channel. Just really hit the like button if you're watching it at all. Please, please. It really helps the algorithm. Uh, and then follow the podcast wherever you listen to your podcasts. Um, you can uh, rate it even on Spotify now. So rate it, be a friend, tell a friend, all that good stuff. And the podcast is also brought to you by the Belly Up Sports Podcast Network, or they're going to probably maybe change their name to Belly Up Media Network. Belly Up Sports Media Network. But if you go to bellyupsports.com, you can check out, I believe there's over 70 podcasts, and there's so many blogs. There's stuff for everybody outside of sports as well. Uh, go check out the movement of the Belly Up Sports, bellyupsports.com. This podcast is also brought to you by Coach Stone Football and his Back to the Basics Books and Drills. Um, his very first book is over 600, 500, 600 pages, so there's tons of drills out there for all. Uh, if you go to coachstonefootball.com, Check out all of his Back to the Basics books um, on offense, defense, practice planning, game planning, uh, strength and conditioning, uh, drills that can be used in high school, college, and even youth. Uh, there's something out there for everybody. So uh, go to CoachStoneFootball.com, and you will never have to look up another drill again, I promise you. 
And if you're looking for that clean nutritional drink to help you uh, wake up in the morning, help to get you going, uh, or even like a pre-workout in the gym, I've got the clean nutritional drink for you. It is swiftlifestyles.com. It comes in a tub of 30 servings, and if you need a shaker, they have shakers. They've got anything you need on there. Um, There's not any of the extra crap in it. Uh, And if you even want one of your own flavor and one that they're going to name after you, they will do that as well. So if you go to swiftlifestyles.com, Use the code Coach Steve Show, all one word. It will get you 15% off your order. Please go do that. It helps support the podcast. And we all need that little extra pick-me-up. It's not going to give you the jitters. It's not going to give you a crash at the end of it. None of that. So go do that for me. Um, be greatly appreciated. Okay, so National Championship game is coming gone, Georgia versus Alabama. And my preview, I even said, don't be surprised if it could be a low-scoring game. Don't be surprised if Georgia wins because I picked Alabama. Now, I did take the over because um, I said you should probably take Alabama. minus. It was minus three, I think, and then I got to minus two and a half. Um, but the final, Georgia won uh, 33 to 18. Now, that score got out of hand there at the end because um, – The interception at the end, um, turnovers, you know, that type of stuff. So that the score is close. I mean, Georgia scores 20 in the fourth. One of them was on an interception where he just kind of chucks it up, you know, Hail Mary. Um, if you took the over, the, I think it might have been 51. At one point, it's 51 and a half. If it's 51 and a half and you took the over, you are pissed because it was 51. Um, but everybody in America, unless you are a true Alabama fan, or you're a Nick Saban fan like me, which makes you an Alabama fan, you were rooting for Georgia. All over, I saw every time Georgia did something good. That's it, that's it, beating down Alabama and everything else. Um, Before we dive into really this game, one thing I want to discuss is, you know, people say that, one of the questions I've seen was, is Alabama always in the playoffs, always in the national title game? Is Alabama bad for football? And some say yes. And I have to be careful how I think and say about this because me being a Nick Saban fan, I walk around in Alabama gear. I have Alabama things, you know, to hang up on the wall. Um, you know, I'll put out their roll tide. I want it to know, be known. You can call me a bandwagon fan all you want. That's fine. But when you're a coach and it's well known, I've said this many times, you root for schools that you like coaches or anything like that. I have followed Nick Saban since I could remember. Um, and so I followed him wherever he went. Now I can't help it that when he got to Alabama, he started winning national, lots of national titles year in and year out. That's not my fault, but I followed Nick Saban from the time he, from years, years ago. I remember when he was on the dolphins. Yeah. I'm a Bears fan, but you remember when he's on the dolphins, you remember, uh, when he was coaching and you know, at other colleges. And so it's from when I can remember when I was, you know, younger, and I knew I wanted to be a college coach, or a coach, not a college coach, excuse me, I just wanted to coach football. You follow coaches, and for some reason, he was one that I followed. So I f- watched his career go to Alabama. So everybody was just rooting for Alabama. Anytime Georgia did something, it was finally Alabama this, Alabama that. But the question was, is Alabama bad for football? Is it bad for college football? And my argument is no. Um, now, again, I know people that, you know, if your team's not making it, you know, if I was just a true Illinois fan, and that's all I rooted for, that's all I watched, yeah, I'd be annoyed a little bit that Alabama's in there, 
But I think I look at it from a different perspective of, yeah, it's frustrating to see them always there. And and people say college football is always pointing that that's who they want in the playoff. That's why they've always been there. That's why when they don't win the SEC and everything else. But again, question, people are complaining about these two SEC teams being in the national title game. This was a great game. I mean, yeah, it was low scoring. It was 9-3 to three going into halftime Alabama. And then Georgia only scores seven in the third. You know, then, then you know, they kind of woke up there. You know, they had the the play, you know, down the side, the free play. But Alabama is not bad for college football. If anything, it motivates other teams to do well. For example, that's how Clemson got them before. Um, you know, Dabo Swinney said, in order to beat Alabama, we've got to recruit like Alabama. we got to do this like Alabama. Um, Lane Kiffin, he's learned how to do things like Nick Saban and is doing those things. Kirby Smart at Georgia was been with Nick Saban from 2007 to 2015, is doing those things. It, they, he set the bar up, and now when they play Alabama, they get everybody's best shot. When LSU won the national title, you know they knew that that's who they had to go through. He has set the standard of, okay, this is the process. This is how it's done. This is you know how things need to be done. Not saying every program is going to do everything exactly like Alabama, but he set the standard. And as a fan, you can say, oh, my God, why are they there? Oh, my God, they didn't win the SEC. Why are they in the playoff? Well, they're always the best team, and that's what the whole point of the football playoff was, is to get the best teams. Whether or not we think we got it right this year or not, um, it does need to be expanded, and that's a whole other hour conversation that I've had many times, and we can always have it. These were two of the best. Everybody has said all year these are the two best teams all year, so the, my question was that why are we complaining that they're there? Well, Georgia didn't win their conference. Somebody else won their conference. Maybe they need to be in there. You know, where's the Big 12 champ? Uh, where's wherever? I hear you. But you can't tell me that Baylor and Oklahoma State and Oklahoma, uh, I don't know, Wake Forest in the ACC. I don't even know if Ohio State would have beat these teams. Ohio State played way better at the end of the year. You can't tell me that they would have competed with a Georgia or an Alabama. They were just the best teams. So, Alabama is not bad for college football. We need to get that clear uh, to beat beat them. You know, everybody's rooting for Georgia. Now, I know this could be any team. If Georgia had this dominance like Nick Saban has since 2009, yeah, people would be saying the same thing about Georgia. But you've got to understand, you watch this game, right? So Alabama is still good for college football because you are tuning in. They are getting the viewerships. You are talking about them. So they're good for college football, so let's not get it twisted. They are good for college football, and if we think otherwise, then I'm sorry, go watch something else. I don't know what to tell you. They are good for college football. You're just tired of seeing them win. Well, then you better be calling, then take it upon yourself to call colleges and say, hey, you've got to figure out how to beat them. I'm sorry that he's figured out a way to recruit. I'm sorry he's figured out a way to get players there, and I'm sorry that he has figured out how to create a process like Bill Belichick. I'm sorry that he has had those things. I'm sorry that he's offended you. Uh, but it's not bad for college football, but people root against them because they're always winning and roll tide. They get tired of hearing roll tide and everything else. Well, they're a really good team, but guess what? They're not going to win every single year. Georgia is very, very good. Yeah, their schedule was suspect, but confidence is way over half the battle. When a team has confidence, doesn't matter what happens. When you've got the speed of Georgia's defense, doesn't matter what happens. Um, and all in all, you know, that's kind of my little rant could continue on that forever. 
Um, I would love to have conversations with people about that, but from the outside, from my perspective, it's not bad for college football. Yeah, I'm a little biased because I like Nick Saban, but were, were people mad? Clemson made it a lot. Did they say Clemson was bad for college football? I don't remember that conversation. If Georgia makes it next year, is it bad for college football? Um, it's not Alabama's fault. They're just playing the game and doing the process, and that's what Nick Saban does. But, uh, yeah, um, it was a low-scoring game. It was a it was a game I didn't see starting out like this. I knew both de- both of their defenses were good. I knew Georgia had a very fast defense. I knew Georgia had a stout defense. And I told people that I work with that I went to, went to work, you know, with went to school with an Alabama shirt on, and you know, people are really hoping Georgia win. And I said, hey, you know, in order to beat Georgia or Alabama, um, it's going to come down to your defensive line really um, confusing the offensive line and stunting and getting pressure on Young. Yeah. Well, they're afraid of him moving, but I said, yeah, but you guys have the speed. And so if moving him, I've seen if when you when you stunt on that offensive line for Alabama, when you bring pressure, when you force Young to make a quick decision, when he's feeling crunched, that's how you can. Now, yeah, sometimes he might get you, but if you can play coverage, yeah. But now remember, Alabama, we'll get to injuries here in a second, um, but what, okay, um, that's how you beat Alabama is in the trenches – and you have to take what they give you, and you've got to make Bryce Young make bad decisions. Uh, it says he has 369 yards and one touchdown and two interceptions. I just didn't feel like he played that much. Now, one thing I was shocked about was both teams did not try to run the ball as much. They tried a little bit, but they all came in saying, we're going to pass the ball. I think because they knew Georgia's defensive line is stout. You have a young offensive line in Alabama. So I think they kind of knew that running the football might have been out of the question. And Georgia, kind of the same thing. You know, Alabama's got some size. they got big linebackers. So they'll try to run the ball a little bit, but Georgia is predicated on play action. But, you know, they, they were making plays. They, you know, Bennett came out and balled out 224 yards, two touchdowns, 17 of 26. Um, Z. White, you know, he had three, 13 carries, 84 yards, and a touchdown, which helped take the load off. But Alabama, I mean, they're leading rusher with 68 yards. So they really predicated on the pass game. I foresee next year, um, Nick Saban, yeah, he's going to want to pass, but I think um, next year you're going to see a lot of run game from Alabama. I think that really is going to bother him a little bit because he's always wanted to run the ball, even though he's adapted. I think that's really going to bother Nick Saban that that happened. But, you know, Bryce Young, it didn't seem like he played well. Um, You know, now there was some injuries. You know, Alabama's come in. um, Jameis Williams, that knee, oh, my God. I can still see it, you know, this receiver, you know, that, that really hurt him. And then when you have uh, Michi hurt, and now they're, Alabama had injuries. They had injuries to the wide receiver and core. And you saw that there was a lot of times Alabama's trying to get lined up, and he's Young's trying to tell them where to line up. When you have guys that are hurt like that, um, it is going to affect you when Michi's out. That's a guy that you're going to throw to. Um, you have a couple running backs that are out. You know, there's, you know, on offensively, then you lose Williamson like that. Well, then you're putting in a freshman. You're putting in a freshman at wide receiver, trying to learn a complex offense, even though they're taking reps, but trying to do it in a game on the fly. Um, I believe it was Hall. He was a freshman. Two ca- like then you saw him drop some passes. You saw other guys drop passes. Uh, when you rush Young in the pocket, he's able to move. You know, when you do that, that's how you're going to win. 
And so I don't. I know people are going to say the excuse of, oh, well, you have all these other wide receivers to throw to and everything else. Yeah, he did. But when you got to understand in practice, when you're first string or you're rotating with the first string, that's all the reps. If you're not, and the second string only gets a handful of snaps, and there's a rhythm, there's reading the defense that's a complex with the with the Georgia defense. So when you can't read the defense as well, understand the route concept, and then when you're bringing pressure and Young's only got about two or three seconds to throw it tops, and the wide receivers are not breaking the way they need to, they're not doing you know everything they all that. That is what's going to happen, and so not to make excuses for them, but it's not it'd be really nice if he had his receivers because then you notice Georgia knew that big plays is what beat them. But when you got your two biggest playmakers gone, they are going to force someone else to step up and do that. So you notice like with Cincinnati, they spread it out a little bit to let Alabama run. Georgia compacted and said, you're not going to run the ball. And now you have no threat and we are not worried about any person you're going to throw to because you notice they kept, there was a couple times and guy leaked out. There's a couple times they had these big plays. But Georgia, I think, was okay with that because they knew they weren't going to run the ball. They knew if they got down to the red zone, they were going to stop them. And you've got to understand, when you've got the threats of the wide receivers, they're going to line up different. They're going to play a little different. They're going to focus over there. If Michi and Williams were, Williams were there, they would be looking at them. And you notice Alabama, yeah, he had the 300-some yards, but my God, I guarantee he threw, I want to see the numbers, I guarantee 70 80% of them were below five yards every time, just ding, 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 because Georgia kept everything in front of them. And then Georgia, Alabama is predicated, well, they like to run screens, like the wide receiver screens. Alabama, or Georgia was fast. Their defense was fast, big. So Alabama had a hard time when you don't have the threats of the wide receivers, when you don't have this, when you don't have that. So that's why they lost. That's why, you know, and then they get, and then near the end, they started making mental mistakes. You had a couple pass interferences that were unnecessary. And then the one where they jump off sides and Bennett had the free play and threw it up and caught it. That was just a play that you can't take from them. And then the, I, Bryce Young has ice in his veins up until the right up at the end. I think that was the first time we saw uncharacteristic things of him. If you've watched him all year, tossed it up, interception. And at the very end, tossed it up as they're coming down to try to score and then get the two-point conversion and touch, you know, interception. And he returns it all the way for a touchdown. And that was – there was already a nail in the coffin. And then this took the hammer and just wham. And you got to give credit to Bennett, who was a preferred walk-on, comes on, plays at Georgia, and does what he did. It's absolutely a great story. Um, Kirby Smart's a great coach, so you can't take anything away from him. Great coach to build that program program up. That defense is just like Alabama's defense from many years ago. You know, in, you know, early, you know, 2010 or later, where that looks exactly like that. Now, Alabama's defense was probably bigger on the offensive line. I think that you had like. Uh, was it Corey Davis and, and all of them or that big boys? Like it was just crazy how big they were. But Georgia's defense is fast. And I said they were going to have to make some adjustments and take away the big plays from Georgia. And I even said, if you get pressure on Bryce Young, you're, you're going to do good things. And they did. Uh, and that's exactly what Georgia came out and did. Um, offensively, they just took what Alabama gave them. Uh, they, they just played harder. And you got to give up to them. But again, uh, you know, Alabama's defense just started to get worn down a little bit because they're on the field a lot. Uh, Georgia took a little longer, I believe. Um, time of possession, I think. I'm going to check that out real quick. Um, time of possession. But I thought it was a great game. Now, it wasn't for some people at the beginning, but it was a great game uh, by all. 
Uh, I mean, Alabama had the ball for 31 minutes, but that, uh, at the end, so you know their defense was on the field a lot. Georgia had 364 yards. Alabama had 399. Alabama had the two turnovers. Georgia had the one where it looked like he threw it, but it was a fumble. Um, yeah, I mean, Georgia just played really, really hard. Alabama dropped some passes, and I'm telling you, it was such a big thing to have the receivers go down because now Alabama's going. One or two things are going to happen. It's okay, do we let somebody else make the big plays? Or, you know, then it comes down to, you know what? These guys aren't proven. We're going to play hard. We're going to bring pressure. I mean, the, the, they just came out and said, we're going to blitz. And that's why I'm more shocked that I didn't see. They try to do the wide receiver screen stuff, but they're really fast. That's why I'm kind of shocked we didn't see running back screens. There was times when Alabama started to get into the run game and it worked. I'm kind of I, They kind of got away from it. I know Georgia's very good in the run game. Kind of surprised they got a little bit away from that because I think if they would have kept just chipping away, taking as much time, get some play action to suck them up to get those young wide receivers open. Now, again, they dropped some passes, but then in the red zone, Georgia steps up. Yeah, I mean, Georgia won. Now, I think people are really happy because Alabama lost, but here's the thing. Now they're going to be pissed off. And so watch out for Alabama next year. Georgia, I'm sure, is going to have some defensive guys go to the NFL and they're going to have to replace them. And that's another thing people I don't think respect Nick Saban for is every year his assistants get a head job or they might go off and get a coordinator job. Some might go to the NFL. And he's got to replace a whole staff year in and year out. Every year it seems like he's got to replace a whole staff. You have a new OC, you know, first national championship game he's calling. No excuses, but they're just things. And I can't predicate enough that when you have certain guys out that are threats, Georgia no longer has to worry about and say, you know what, we're going to be physical with them. They don't understand this physicality that we play like we did in the SEC championship game. We're going to keep everything in front. We're going to be able to come up and tackle. We got the speed, and we're going to come up and win. But congratulations to Georgia for winning the national championship. Alabama had a very good year. Uh, It wasn't quite like last year. I think if you take Alabama's team last year versus this Georgia team, I think Alabama wins. They have more weapons on offense. Bryce Young played much better in the National Championship game last year than he did in this one. You know, it was just an off night, and, and you know, a, a horrible time to pick an off night. But it was an off night. But Georgia, the, the amount of pressure they were bringing was crazy. Uh, Alabama still stayed in their five-man protection, six-man protection. I was kind of shocked we didn't see a tight end stay and block sometimes to help with the pressure and then chip away. But the speed, I, I can't keep – I'm going to keep talking about the speed of Georgia's linebackers and corners were amazing, but – Hats off to them. Uh, Georgia, you know, did a lot of good things on offense. Ted Mulkin called a good game uh, and all that. So uh, congratulations to them. Congratulations to Alabama. The world is happy that Alabama lost. Alabama, you are not bad for college football. Keep doing your thing. But um, that's all I've got. It's a short episode. Just wanted to real quickly talk about it. Um, Thank you guys so much for watching and listening. Uh, Again, hit the like button, subscribe button, follow the podcast wherever you listen to your podcast. Thank you guys so much for listening. Check out the weekly episodes. Um, And until next time, this is Coach Steve. This has been an episode of the Coach Steve Show podcast, and we are out of here.
Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. 